pneumatic drills to break up the concrete floor. I was told that the dead were probably all young women. The likely victims included lodgers, hitchhikers and girls snatched from bus stops. Fred West was talking freely about these girls and from the casual way in which he discussed their fates, detectives believed he had almost certainly killed many more. Even in those first few moments, it was clear this was to number among the most extraordinary murder cases in British criminal history. I worked on the story with the Sunday Mirror's crime reporter, the late Chris House, who was able to corroborate what I had been told, pondering the introduction to our article, which would appear on the front page, we cast about for a new name for the investigation, a phrase more appropriate than Garden of Evil, we came up with House of Horrors. In retrospect, it may not have been the most original idea, but it is the name that has stuck and has been widely used since. It first appeared in connection with the Wests on page one of the Sunday Mirror that weekend. Following on from the headline was a lengthy article breaking the story of the macabre contents of 25 Cromwell Street and the existence of the other graves, thereby revealing the true scale of the case. The remains of several more young women were indeed recovered from inside 25 Cromwell Street over the following days, and enormous media interest came to focus on that plain, semi-detached house. Journalists arrived in Gloucester from all over the country and the world, eager to discover everything about the West family. There had not been such a newsworthy British murder story since 1983, when civil servant Dennis Nielsen was found to have killed 15 young men. In many ways, the West case was more comparable to that of Myra Hindley and Ian Brady, who had murdered a number of children in the 1960s. The following weekend, I wrote a second article, this time reporting that the human remains found at the house had been cut into pieces and that there was evidence of sexual torture a week later, I identified the exact location in the fields near Fred West's childhood home where the police were soon to dig for more victims. The front page of the 27th of March issue of the Sunday Mirror reported that the remains already recovered were not complete. Many bones were missing, especially from the feet and hands. This would later prove to be a most unsettling mystery. It became apparent that such mayhem could not be the work of Fred West alone, although he was the only person to be charged at this point. It seemed likely that Rose had been as much involved in the murders as her husband, and that it was her appetite for sadistic lesbian sex which had been the motivation for most of the killings. On the 10th of April 1994, I reported that arrests would be made regarding sex abuse at Cromwell Street, and on the 21st of April, Rose West was brought before magistrates charged with raping a young girl. It was this that first put her behind bars. On the 24th of April, I reported that she was being closely questioned about the murders of her daughter Heather and another young girl. The next day, Rose was charged with murder for the first time. On the 1st of May, 
I wrote that she would now be charged with murdering all nine women found at Cromwell Street, and as the weeks went by, this also happened. A great number of newspaper articles have subsequently been devoted to this story, but they do not sufficiently explain the murders or the nature of the people involved to attempt to understand why so many young women died in and around 25 Cromwell Street, it is necessary to learn about the personalities of and relationship between Fred and Rose West. Newspapers, and indeed policemen, are never very interested in this. It is enough for them to describe the murderers as evil and psychopathic, leaving us none the wiser as to what motivated such violence. But there is relevant information to discover. In the chapters that follow, I have tried to set out the story of the lives of this extraordinary couple as factually and dispassionately as possible.